Welcome to Kiever's Place, the Kiever Murdoch Show and podcast. We hope that by the end of our show, you'll have feeling empowered, motivated, and connected. So come on in the room, grab your favorite drink, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Because you're finally at home at Kiever's Place. Now give it up for our host and producer, Coach Kiever Lernice Murdoch. Great evening, family, and welcome to another episode of Kiva's Place, the Kiva Murdoch Show and Podcast. I am so thrilled that you are able to join us tonight on this Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know how we do. We are right here having authentic conversations in an atmosphere that feels like home. So tonight, this is part three of our series in Perfectly Fierce and Focused rising above your imperfections while still crushing your goals. So tonight we have another amazing guest with me and she's going to be talking about how she's living and perfectly fierce and focused while still maintaining joy and life's madness. And come on now, we know that life throws us some curveballs sometimes. We're constantly dodging them life can really hit us hard sometimes and it's hard to maintain that joyful um just just having joy within your heart and that's what we're talking about tonight she's really going to just tell her story and how she's able to to still persevere and push through when life is not always giving us those easy roles to follow okay so tonight i have in my studio teresa dorsey i have known her for a couple of years now i've been trying to get her in the studio and she's finally here tonight so i'm truly honored to have her so let me just tell you a little bit about her before we bring her on before i read her bio the window is closing for becoming a co-author in Imperfectly Fierce and Focused. The window is closing as of Saturday, okay? Um, I'm going to definitely drop the link on how you can join us if you are interested in becoming a contributing author in this anthology, okay? So stay tuned towards the end of the show. I will definitely, well, actually, excuse me, the in the middle of the show, you're going to get all of the information once more because this is the last broadcast before we actually close the window for people to join as being a contributing author so stay tuned do not go anywhere because in the middle of the show you will get that link and how you can become a contributing author in perfectly fierce and focused now back to my guest so Teresa Dorsey is the CEO of T. Dorsey Creative Consulting, and she is a servant leader at a listening heart ministry. She's a published author. She's a life coach. She's an entrepreneur. She's an innovator. She's a creator. She's a visionary. She's a preacher. She's a teacher. She's an encourager. And I love her to life for that. She is the wife and mother of two from Baltimore, Maryland. So please help me introduce and welcome Miss Teresa Dorsey to the show. So welcome. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Listen, like I said in my intro, I've been trying to get you on here for a while. <laughs> I'm like, well, girl, when you I'm, coming? <laughs> yeah, I'm back. 
I'm back home now where, uh, you know, back on the East Coast where I'm on the same uh, uh, time, um, you know, time zone as the rest of the world. <laughs> well, is this part of the world, should I say? Right, right. Yes. For those of you who may not understand, she just came back from Hawaii. She was in the military um, working in Hawaii. So she just transitioned back to the East Coast, what, a month or two now? Um, we got back. Actually, um, tomorrow it'll be three months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've just been back for three. We got back the middle, uh, the middle of November. I don't know how you left Hawaii, honey. Because <laughs> the prices, trust oh, me, okay. it, it was it sense. was a tad bit expensive. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, listen, welcome to our part three of our series. You have a very interesting story, and I know that people are going Thank to you. just resonate and gravitate towards you. So, just give us a little a little bit of background on your topic tonight, maintaining joy in the midst of life's madness. What actually brought you to this particular topic? So um, all of, you know, everyone pretty much goes about their daily lives. You know, um, I'm married, you know, uh, raising, you know, being married, having children. And both my children are adults. And you see and hear about things happening to other people in such a way that it, it affects you, but you keep moving. Well, February 15th, 2013, I found myself in a situation that I never in a million years could have imagined. At 12.49 a.m. Uh, in a hospital here in Baltimore, doctor came to me and said, Mrs. Dorsey, I'm sorry, we did everything we could. Um, your son didn't make it. And I'm looking around like, who is he talking to? Well, my son had been sick for uh, several weeks but nowhere did I think it was sickness unto death. And he was 29 years old. This was February of 2013. He was supposed to, he would have turned 30 um, October of the same year. And my world did not only turn upside down but it turned inside out um, my heart. I actually felt when the doctor said those words, I actually physically felt my heart shatter. And at that moment, um, I couldn't think, I couldn't speak, I couldn't even move. And as you know, and as as I'm going through the process of grieving and making arrangements, and you know, um, contacting family members and and trying to pull all of these pieces together 
for um, his celebration of life. Um, his funeral was that final, that, I'm sorry, that following Friday. Um, and, and it was a Friday that it happened. I'll never forget it. That following Friday on the 22nd. So we got home from the cemetery and I came in the house and I sat on the sofa. And I just looked toward heaven and I said, okay, God, what am I supposed to do with my life now? And I just existed because this is the first time this, you know, has happened in my family, you know, my immediate family, you know, my mom, um, you know, my parents, all, you know, I'm the baby of seven. So all of us are living and, you know, uh, my, uh, one of my sisters uh, lost my niece right after, you know, birth, but, um, you know, we've never lost um, an adult or, you know, someone, I mean, an adolescent, you know, child, teenager, this, I mean, this sent a ripple effect through my whole, whole family. And I had to pull on my faith in such a way that I was actually ready to walk away from everything. I had been, uh, I'm, you know, I was in the ministry, um, I mean, preaching, teaching, um, you know, uh, doing outreach, and I was ready to walk away from everything. And you're talking about madness. Um, my health suffered. Um, I Three days after my son's funeral, I it was in the hospital. Um, I had lost my speech. Um, you know, basically, I... My body, uh, it was as if I had a mild stroke. Um, I, my migraines had just, just pushed me over the edge. I lost my hearing for several weeks. Um, just, it just seems like my body was saying, I don't want to function anymore. I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. But yet, I still went, I, I still went to worship service. Um, still attended Bible study. Um, I was going to work. I was still taking care of my husband and my daughter. I'm still doing, you know, for my parents. And But I was existing. I did not find joy in the everyday. Mm. But what, what, what I did was babies. They have a way of in, infecting you with just their existence and affecting you with how joyful they are. And God began to show me that even in the midst of my brokenness, in the midst of my hurt, in the midst of my sorrow, that joy is still there in the midst of everything that's going on, you know even what? in the madness. That's very <clears throat> interesting. And I'm, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. I know it's been several years, but you, you know, I mean, losing a parent or a child to me, it's like they take a piece of you, right? I mean, and even though time, they say time heals all wounds, 
that hole is still there. So I just definitely want to just honor you and pay pay homage to your son. I've never met him, but I know he had to be a remarkable young man because you are one of the strongest women that I know. <laughs> Let me just say that. Secondly, you made a very valid point, and I just want to just touch on it couple of points actually the first one is you know it's very easy for us when we are going through as you put it life madness to just find ourselves just kind of you say existing but i just want to say just going with the flow right you're just mm -hmm. getting to this routine of just going to church speaking you know pouring mm -hmm. people going to work but that heart is not engaged right and you also mentioned about um what was the other point that i wanted, wanted to make um joy finding joy in the midst of having to bury your child and i mm. think a lot of people misconstrue <clears throat> with joy tell us what you define the distinct differences between happiness and joy and then i want to kind of dive into how you were able to get from that point of existing back to living if that makes sense yes so happiness is just is so let me go back and then come forward so when i was in school um i was yeah, I was a straight A student, but my niche, and I didn't realize that God was converging all of this, is I love words and their origin. So happy is found in the root word of happening. So what's happening is happiness comes out of external happenings. So it's based on the external is that we need ex external things to make us happy versus joy. The joy resides in us already. And even in the midst of the most devastating things, there's still that joy that's in us. We may not, it may not, we may not burst out in laughter, but we know that joy is what's driving us and what, what keeps us going. And that's um, what I always make sure that I'm seeking is joy. And then out, out of our joy comes happiness. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's it, because that joy that's in us will exude on it. it, it so much so that it'll come up and just be on the outside of us. And then once we see that our joy is making others happy, then our own joy will cause us to be happy. I agree with that. It, it really does. You know, and oftentimes we hear of people that's in that just kind of relies on, like you said earlier, those outside resources to make us happy, right? If you're in a relationship, you want to leave your spouse because they no longer make you happy, you know, right. But if you already, and I define joy as that deep 
inner contentment, right? And it took me personally a long time to get to that point because I'm going to be honest and transparent. I was one of the ones that was like, you know what? I'm done. You know, he ain't making me happy no more. And yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and of course, he's like, okay, well, if you're going, I'm going too. So. <laughs> So that was completely out, but I I really had to, number one, I had to seek God because I am Christian all the way. I had definitely had to go into prayer. I had to dive into those scriptures. And the more that I learned and read and just ate the word, I started to feel joy from the inside. So when I talk about joy, I'm talking about that, that deep inner contentment, right? And if you have that innate joy, no matter what's going on around you, your world can literally be falling apart and you will still be spiritually content because you have that inner joy within you. And like um, Teresa was just saying, if you have that inner joy and if you are literally basking in that then despite what's going on around you, you'll still be able to be content in the state that you're in. And sometimes that is easier said than done. Right. Um, one of the things, and and I, and I am going to be honest, I struggled. I struggled because, you know, I'm a um, third generation preacher in my family. And... My grandmother, you know, I I was passed, basically passed my grandmother's mantle for pr- covering, you know, our family in prayer um, and um, making sure that we um, understand the legacy of the, uh, the divine continuum that's been handed down through generations. Um, that's present on our lives. And this, like I said, sent ripple effects through my family, you know, the loss of my son. But what I didn't realize at the time was how everybody was watching me. Mm. And no, I didn't fake anything. I let them see me struggle. I let them see me melt down. I let them see me just not be happy with God some days. And and even question, okay, God, seriously? My son? Like, I'm doing this, 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 everything you called me to do. I'm I'm doing it. Really? And then he had to, he let me go on my little temper tantrums and he had to remind me, okay, but did you forget he belonged to me first? I was about to tell you that. Yep. He was, he was on loan to you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is, you know, I was raised in with that. Oh, you're not supposed to, you, know, you don't put a question mark where God put a period. And I just, I struggled with that because God wants us to come to him and he wants us to ask him. So my prayer um, 
started out as me crying out to him and it and it was okay god help me find the lesson in this and what my assignment is out of this mm. and that's what i prayed regularly and he answered every time and even when i wasn't ready for it so at going through that struggle i mean and i you know my marriage struggled the first that first year um and you know any grief um any grief support books that you that you read even online even in psychology today tells you do not make any drastic decisions any life altering decisions that first year because mm -hmm. all you're trying to do is survive and you could end up making a decision that could have a profound effect on you so he wouldn't let me put my husband out and wouldn't let me leave <laughs> so I had to, you know, had to, had to, had to press my way through. Yeah. 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 And in that, in going through this experience, you know, so one of the things that happened is that's when I began to learn about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. I thought, you know, PTSD only happened to veterans that, you know, that uh, fought in wars, but it doesn't. It comes from a traumatic experience. And I aligned my, you know, made sure that I aligned myself with the word and, and was, you know, was also researching how to help myself. But out of that and in that, other people started calling me. Other other people started sending other people to me. And like I said, I didn't realize it at the time. As I began to minister to them and encourage them, my grief began to lighten. Mm -hmm. So as I was pouring out in exchange, God was pouring healing back into me. And before I knew it, I'd be on the on the floor laughing, you know, just or I love cartoons. So and I'm a big Disney fan. <laughs> but I found myself watching different things with a different perspective. And finding and, and looking for ways for God to show me and to speak to me on what I could glean, even in a cartoon or, you know, an anim something animated of, of a lesson that I could find. And it was like, oh my gosh. And one of the most profound things that he showed me is an analogy that I share with people. And he showed me basically a 500 piece puzzle 
So you buy the puzzle, and on the front of the box is this beautiful picture. And then you open the box, and there's all these pieces. Then somehow you have that, that box sitting there. And next thing you know, somebody or something, you putting these pieces to the puzzle together, and somebody comes along and knocks that box over, and there are pieces everywhere. It's up to us to take our time to pull those, you know, some of the pieces are going to be flipped over. Some of them might be up under the chair or up under the sofa, um, or a piece might be across the room. But we have to take the time to get all of those pieces. And before we even continue to puzzle, or maybe we haven't even started it yet, we need to make sure that we take our time putting the pieces of the puzzle together and finding the right pieces to go together. And sometimes all we want to do is find the two pieces that either start the center or one of the corners, or the bottom, or the top, to say that we've made some progress. Mm. And that's what the grief recovery process is like. Yes, it is a recovery process, because it's not, it's not that we're recovering just so, just so much from the grief, but we're recovering who we are. Um, no, I will never be the same person. But here's the here's the benefit in in recovery. It's just like if you break if you break something, when it when it repairs, it repairs stronger than what it was before. That's how we discover our resilience. And in that, yes, I for the rest of my life until they lay me in the grave. I have a piece of my heart missing, but God showed me that I can do amazing things even in the midst of having a piece of my heart missing. Because what it does, what what happens is it reroutes and it's still it's still doing the work. But it knows it has to work a little harder now because you know there there's there's a there's a part missing so so that's um that's what i discovered about god as well as about myself that even in the worst possible situation totally unexpected um that there's a joy you know, um, my grandmother, you know, my grandmother's favorite artist growing up was Shirley Caesar. This joy I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Hello. So each day I my my assignment is to find joy even in the smallest things. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I love that perspective because we it is very easy to get distracted on what's going on around you and i love the fact you know you just gave us a beautiful analogy about the puzzle piece i mean that's a beautiful analogy you can literally picture 
the puzzle pieces falling all around you and you're able to pick them up one by one and place them where they need to be. And that's exactly what this anthology project is all about. And you were able to tell your story. And I say this all the time on the show, even in person, if you meet me and we get in a conversation, it just always comes up because I'm a firm believer that what you go through, it, this journey is not just for you. It's not just for you. And God showed you just that. You were able to find that source of healing by pouring and teaching and coaching and mentoring somebody else on how to find theirs. That's the beautiful thing about healing. The more we talk about it, the less it hurts, you know, right. and it, it just contributes to that whole process. So I'm just so honored. And that's exactly why we are writing this book in Perfectly Fierce and Focused. It's a perfect segue. I'm going to jump into our commercial right quick. And we're going to come right back. Teresa, don't go anywhere. I'm not All right. Doing it, honey. I'll be here. <laughs> because when we come back, I want you to talk a little bit about how you're able to live um, and perfectly fierce and focused while going through life madness. And I want you to, you already dropped a lot of gems. So I'm just going to just ask you to just leave them a lasting message on how they can continue to persevere, find their resilience and find their, their inner peace and joy. So friends, family, friends, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a very brief commercial back and we're coming right back with Teresa Dorsey. I know you are enjoying her because I truly am. So don't go anywhere. She and I will be right back. So stay tuned. Off the call for imperfectly fierce and focused, embracing your imperfections while still crushing your goals. If you've ever overcome procrastination, been a survivor of a traumatic experience, overcome fear and imposter syndrome, or even live with a disease, illness, or disability, then you should consider being a co-author for Imperfectly Fierce and Focused. Someone needs to hear your story. Imperfectly Fierce and Focused is not about being perfect. In fact, it's the complete opposite. This anthology is to empower, uplift, and motivate readers to recognize their ability and strength to get beyond the spirit of perfection, fear, and procrastination. It's time to tell your story. So come join our team, meet our visionary and current authors. Kiva Lernies Murdaugh, visionary author. Atricia Doyle, executive assistant and project manager. Dr. Tina D. Lewis, forward author. Lisa Dove Washington, co-author. Jacqueline Kabai Harrison, co-author. Fachina Kirkendall, co-author. Register today to become a co-author in a perfectly fierce and focused. Visit our website at www.tinyurl.com forward slash IFF dash inquiry. Again, it's www.tinyurl.com forward slash IFF dash inquiry. 
and welcome back to i was about to say I'm perfectly fierce and focused <laughs> Welcome back to Kiva's Place, the Kiva Murdoch Show and Podcast. You can tell I am pushing this book hard because, I mean, I I know that it's going to be impactful and it's going to change the trajectory of somebody's life. So like I stated earlier at the top of the show, you only have a couple more days. We're closing this down Saturday. It's done. It's finished. Whoever's in it is in it. And we're going to roll with it. So you have until Saturday to join in Perfectly Fierce and Focus. You can register at www.tinyurl.com forward slash IFF dash inquiry. Again, that's www.tinyurl.com forward slash IFF dash inquiry. There is an investment. Okay. It's not free. It, there is an investment. There are three options for you. So it's extremely affordable and there are payment plans for you as well. So literally I've taken all the excuses out of it. You have no excuse. It's affordable. There are payment options and it's going to enlarge your uh, territory. Trust me, you want maximal exposure joining this project because it's not just going to stop at the book. I'm not going to give it all away. You have to join and just take this journey with us. So it's not going to stop at the book. I will put that out there. It's bigger than the book, but it starts with the book. So if you're wanting to be one of our contributing authors, here is the registration. Saturday is closed. So go to www.tinyurl.com forward slash IFF dash inquiry. Of course, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. You can find me on social media at Kiva Learnies Murdoch, or you can um, message me on either Instagram or Facebook at Kiva Lernice Murdoch. So we're going to dive back in our conversation with Miss Teresa Dorsey. So I'm going to go ahead and bring her back on stage. So welcome back. All right. So before we went to break, we were talking about just she really <clears throat> on a lot of nuggets and strategies on how she was able to find joy, find her joy um, in, in during the loss of her son. And we all understand that that is not an easy task. However, she was able to persevere and push through that, through ministering and teaching other people how to do the same thing. So I wanted to ask you, um, Teresa, if you had to leave a lasting message for somebody that's going through a similar situation, such as what you had to endure, what would that message be about living in perfectly fierce and focused and pushing through and finding that inner joy through life's madness? Find who you can pour into. Too often, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I my healing came as I as I had the opportunities to share with other people because each time you release God has a way of what he puts back he's not going to put back the pain he's going to put back purpose and as each time you pour out 
when he gives you back purpose, your purpose begins to heal you and you find where your assignment. And for years, somehow, I, I, I can't even remember when it started, but I noticed I'm the calm one. So I'm the one that when things happen, I keep I keep it together and I'll fall apart later. Then God put me in a position where I started writing, assisting people with writing um, obituaries and putting the funeral program together. And then he just kept putting, I was like, why in the world am I doing this? <laughs> and not realizing he was preparing me for what I would have to face myself one day. Hmm. But the greater blessing came when the opportunities um, the opportunities presented themselves for me to share my story with others. And mind you, I, several people, several uh, um, persons had come to me and ministered to me um, who had lost a child. And I was so grateful for that. But God gave, because I was in the, I was actively in the ministry, you know, like I said, preaching and teaching and uh, sharing. He gave, he took, veered me off into the area of grief support, especially with persons, with um, bereaved parents and letting them know you are going to smile again. You are going to laugh again. Find who you can pour into and watch what and watch what he does. It doesn't necessarily have to be another bereaved parent. You could be good with children. Um, you could be good with elderly. You could be good with animals. Find that thing that you can pour your pain into. And it comes back to you as purpose. I love that. I love that a lot. And I mean, <laughs> that's the whole premise of this show, you know, just to just have that vehicle to empty that pain. And I love the way you put it into perspective when you're pouring out that pain. I mean, God has to replace it with something else love joy you know peace um it has to be that space has to be occupied by something and he's mm -hmm. not going to continue to pour pain into you so if you are able to dump it then he will replace it with what you do need and it's so funny how life works. I mean, you find that inner peace, you find that joy, you find that healing when you are able to dump it. So, but you have to start somewhere. We cannot right. continue to hold on to it. We right. cannot continue to harbor those feelings, you know, because it's just going to bring about stress. Right. That can kill you alone right there, right. you know. 
we can we can cause an early death in ourselves if we don't learn to release stress you mm-hmm. know and ask for help it's okay to seek help exactly exactly and every and then in the grief and going through the grieving process I, i'm like i said i'm i'm transparent i had to tell people don't quote another scripture to me <laughs> because I know I, I know God's word from Genesis to Revelation just ministry of presence that's just real sit there. real just, I, you don't need to say a word or if you say something let me know you are going to get through this and one of the things um, that I share with people, please don't let's not do the let's not do the grief challenge. Um, me losing my child is not the same as someone who lost their parent mm-hmm. or their sister or their brother and even their dog or their cat. Please do not compare your grief to mine. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, even though I lost a child, I will tell another grieving parent, I know what the loss of a child feels like, but I don't know how you feel because I don't know what your relationship was like with your child. I don't know um the the you know even if well even if I did know the manner I don't know what you know what transpired I know what the loss feels like of losing a child but I don't know how you feel I don't know exactly what you're feeling I have an idea of what you're feeling but um I, 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 there's, I'm very, I'm very careful about what I say. Like I said, even to another bereaved parent and, um, all I can do is encourage you to take care of yourself. And one of the other things I did not like, please stop telling me, you know, in that, in that moment, how strong I am. All I'm doing is it's like a rope. All I'm doing is just wrapping my hand, just trying to hold on. Yeah. Barely with the strength that God has imparted to me. And he tells us that our strength is made perfect in his weakness. And that's one of the things I share with people. Just let persons be weak in their grief. It's okay to cry. It's okay to throw a tantrum. You, for me, I don't know what it's like to lose a child. <laughs> Even if I did, I I still wouldn't. I, yeah, it's it's there's so many unknowns. Um, but. A child that, especially for us mothers, that was connected to us, 
That's why we lose a piece of them because they were connected to us in the womb. And that that first his his first birthday when his birthday rolled around in that October, I was a mess that morning because every pretty much every year of his life we did something or as he got older I always baked him a cake every year it was something different and not to have that I felt like I was living his death all over again mm. so so it is it is a major journey, road to journey through. But what kept me going is I knew that there were people who needed to hear from me. And that's what kept me going was, um, I, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm going to be transparent. There were days I would sit in my driveway and um, contemplate um, how long it would take me to get to the key bridge that night and how long it would take them to find me in my car dead. Wow. That's some real talk. Because I, 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 it wasn't so much my son's death. It was the depth of the sorrow that it felt like I was pushing against a, a, hundred, a hundred pound, 500 pound wall and it wouldn't move. And that's why it is so critical that a person that's grieving has the right people around them. Yes. Because there's all kinds of stuff going on in our head and we're smiling, we're laughing, we're joking, but we gotta come home and make it through the darkness. Yeah. I love that what you said, you know, just making double check your inner circle. And it's okay if you have to close the door on some people until you got into a different part of your journey, you know, and don't feel guilty about having to do that because your peace of mind and your mental health is so important. It is. And it, I mean, you are you are operating this is the only this is what happened to Teresa. It was I was operating between sanity and insanity on a thread because grief not only affects you emotionally, it affects you mentally, mm -hmm. it affects you physically, it affects you spiritually. And you're talking about all of these things out of alignment. 
So, like I said, my my health kept suffering. And when your health is suffering, your emotion you have this emotional pain, and then your mental health, all of these, and you know, and of course the door, you know, that crack is there for the enemy to say, you might as well just go ahead on and kill yourself and get it over with. And you're teetering. And that's why having that joy unspeakable and full of glory, having the joy of the Lord being your strength, having uh, people speaking words of life over you because you're wrestling with death. It's, it's just critical. So um, one, of the th- one of the major blessings that I had so God, about uh, almost nine years ago, I had started um, a grief a grief support ministry called God's Beauty for My Ashes, <clears throat> and we struggled for for about a year, and I just let it fall by the wayside. Well, what I didn't know was God allowed me to go through all of that, putting the ministry, you know registering, putting everything together, all of these things. Because fast forward to Hawaii in 2020, I'm sorry, in 2021, no, (laughs) in 2020, I helped stand up a grief support ministry that's still in operation. Wow. And I took all of that that I learned on my own to stay in this ministry up there. Aha moment. So everything that we do now is not necessarily for now. There's there's an assignment down the road that we that is going to come into play for us to use all of those skills for and bringing that thing to that assignment to life that he gave us. You know, I, I truly believe that you are here for a, I'm so serious when I say this. And I must say, when God gave me this series to do it the way that I'm doing it, I didn't fully understand the mission but I was obedient to it. And you are the third person who has come to the show under this series. And I truly believed that out of the two and a half years I've been doing this show, this series right here has been the most impactful. This series right here is the one that I know that is literally changing lives and i believe that you have maybe even saved a life tonight because we have we run into people who are living in this grief stricken state every day whether they've had a loss whether they were raped whether they were molested you know whether they just got evicted from their homes whatever that situation is. And I truly believe, Teresa, that tonight 
hearing your story, seeing your strength, because you know, you probably didn't feel strong at the time, but I I really believe that we have that inner strength within us. And sometimes it takes a traumatic experience to pull it out of us. And I really believe that because of your strength, you are able to not only pull yourself through God's help out of the situation you were in, but you were able to help others along the way. And you still continue to do that to this day. That's why I'm so passionate about this project because it's exactly what we're doing in this book and i just honor you tonight for just just being able to support us with your presence and being able to offer your story so thank you anytime um listen this has been so i know you have enjoyed this show tonight and usually we it's a 30 minute show but it was so good i just <laughs> could not i just could not cut this off because i mean i just felt so led to just let you just pour 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 out because i really believe within my heart that somebody needed to hear your story tonight so ladies and gentlemen if you have enjoyed teresa if you would like to connect with her um if you are struggling with anything traumatic in your life and you just want her to just speak with you definitely connect with her i'm going to put her contact information here on the screen and i feel like i can speak on her behalf i know she she welcomes welcome you all in reaching out to her so if you are wanting to reach her on social media you can reach her on facebook at t o dorsey and instagram at a heart the number two listen again that's a heart the number two listen and on facebook it's her name t o dorsey you can also visit her website at www.teressadorsey and it's spelled t-h-r-e-s-s-a dorsey.com again that's www.teressadorsey.com so definitely reach out to her um if you just enjoyed her tonight let her know i'm sure she would love to hear from you yes definitely her and teresa of course you know i've been trying to get you on the show for a while (laughs) you family honey and you are welcome back anytime so definitely you are no no stranger here so i would love to have you back all right all right um any uh, any any words of encouragement that you know i can provide uh please by all means uh reach out to me um as you know when as kiva read in my bio i am uh, an encourager and before we go i just wanted to just just thank our watchers and our viewers for just watching us tonight especially the ones who have been engaging bridget thornton she she's been watching she said she enjoyed you so thank you so much um i did say bridget right bridget thornton okay i just did not want to mispronounce her name for china kirkendall i love you to life queen 
thank you so much for for engaging and watching with us. She's actually one of our contributing authors and one of our co-hosts in our book project. So thank you so much, Queen. I honor you. Thanks for watching tonight. Andrea, Joan, hey, Queen. Thank you so much for watching and engaging with us. I just appreciate and love you all. So thank you so much. Um, Listen, come back next week because we will have season four, excuse me, series four of our Imperfectly Fierce and Focused um, and our anthology program. We are not done yet. We have a couple more series that we're going to do with this particular project. So next week, I have another powerful guest with another amazing story. So, and she's going to come right here and let you know how she's living in perfectly fierce and focused. So come right back next Thursday night, 7.30 PM Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to do it all over again. Again, this is the last um broadcast before we close registration for imperfectly first and focus so if you would like to be a contributing author this is your last time tell your story aid in your healing process and enlarge your territory okay this is your moment why not start now why not start here so definitely take advantage of that so thank you so much again teresa i honor you to life and i'm so grateful you were able to just be here with me tonight and as I stated earlier, you're welcome back anytime. For the rest of you, continue to share, connect, and glow because we know that in enlarging your network, also enlarge your net worth. So continue to just do, do God's business and do your business and everything else will fall into line, okay? So I'll see you next week, Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So until then, peace and blessings. Good night. Thank you for watching Kiever's Place, the Kiever Murdoch Show and Podcast. Tune in every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Kiever's Place. To be a guest on our show, text the word guest to 803-368-3030 or visit us at tinyurl.com slash Kiever's Place book and watch us on apple tv roku and amazon fire as we're broadcasting in more than 60 million homes worldwide Place the Keeper Murdoch Show and Podcast.